Hey, faith family. Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. All right, we're back for another week. Yes. You and I are just sitting back. It seems like it went very quickly. That's right. But for everyone else out there, it's been a week. Uh, And if you're an astute watcher of uh, this Mm. podcast Mm. on YouTube, you will notice that Randy and I are wearing the exact same shirts. Yes. And we were last week. Yeah. So nice ones. It's because we just really like these shirts. Yeah. And we never wash them. (laughs) Actually, because I'm in Michigan uh, when you're listening to this, probably. Yeah. And I should um, be in Mount Joy. You should be. Um, so we're recording this episode a week ahead just to give you something to listen to next week. And it's on a topic that I think's um, an interesting one, uh, that of, you ready? Mm-hmm. Drum roll. Mm-hmm. Fundamentalism. Now you've had this on your mind. I have. For a lot of weeks saying if we could do an extra recording yeah. to fill in for a vacation or something. You really, you, you mm-hmm. wanted to do that. Tell yeah. Me, why did, why did you want to do that? So you, um, you call us fundamentalists. I do for the fun often. of it. Yeah. yeah. And it's been probably, I feel like a couple of years since you've delineated the, mm-hmm. what you would say or have said capital F mm-hmm. fundamentalism and lowercase F yep. fundamentalism. And so you often say in jest, I do. Uh, you know, on a Sunday morning during a sermon. Half joking. Yep. We're good fundamentalists around here. Yep. And why do you, what's, what's the half joke to that? And then what I want to talk about through the episode is, um, what is, what's a good fundamentalism and what's a bad fundamentalism and how should we be thinking about that? Yeah. You know, if I I should have thought about this too, you know, if we had pastor rich with us, Mm -hmm. rich and I both grew up in fundamentalism with a capital F. I thought I was like, I thought I was in the the, uh, what would you call it? The thick, the, the epicenter. Thick, yeah. I thought, yeah, that's okay. I thought I was in the epicenter of it. Uh, rich was <laughs> yeah, because his, his dad, dad, his father uh, talked to rich sometime. His father was the head of it for mm-hmm. a while. And so we both, when, when we first started uh, to minister together, we had a lot of similar stories about, wow, look at, look at the way in which we were brought up, uh, especially the way in which we were brought up theologically, like what yeah. were the, what were the things that you knew, you know, they just were, sure. they just existed and no one questioned them. Yeah. So you probably know the history better than I do. I know a little bit of it, but can you give the folks just a quick history of the fundamentalist movement? Yeah. I mean, the best thing for us, I mean, it's been, um, you know, I don't know how many years since I read, there was a, a landmark book on this, but, Fundamentalism, so a church like ours, especially if you're fairly new to Calvary Bible Church, Bible churches uh, all emerged sort of in the same time, and they were reactionary. They were mm-hmm. reactions against, back then we would say they're reactions against liberalism, mm-hmm. but that word now, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know what it means. But, you know, we're not talking about <laughs> politics. We're talking about theological and mm-hmm. ecclesiological church type liberalism. So the Bible church movement comes along and it, uh, it, it is trying to react against a group of churches that are starting to treat the Bible differently. Mm-hmm. So this, so when we talk about fundamentalism with a capital F, mm-hmm. I'm using that term to describe 
the mindset that was sort of foundational in uh-huh. this movement, mm-hmm. which means we did, we hold to the fundamentals of the faith tightly, mm-hmm. which is good. Yeah. But along with that came uh, a certain attitude, uh, a certain arrogance with interpreting the scripture and certainly a certain cutting divisiveness mm. where are some of the some of the character traits of fundamentalism with a capital F. So I, I'm sure it's done a lot of good. I mean, I you know, I don't want to my purpose isn't and our purpose in this is not to critique the movement necessarily. It's just mm-hmm. to say Calvary Bible Church starts with. So when I first arrived here in 2003, for instance, one of the questions I had to ask before coming, before agreeing to be here was on a scale, where are we as fundamentalists? Because mm-hmm. I had come out of a fundamentalist, uh, you know, a, lo- a local church, f- strong fundamentalist training, and it really had 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 been in, you know, reacting and acting, interacting with this movement for a long time. So before arriving here, Michelle and I wanted to know, well, where are you on the scale, on the yeah. spectrum mm-hmm. of fundamentalism? Where are you? Had they said. I can say this now after all these years. Had they said, no, we're like a nine or a 10, more than likely we wouldn't have come mm-hmm. because that that's not the environment that I'm comfortable in. Um, so um, capital F with those character traits. Yeah. And and, and so much so, uh, you know, and the, the reason why I was asking the question, of course, in the early years was IFCA, the... Independent. Independent Fundamental Churches of America, IFCA. Mm-hmm. And remember, the joke was, some of you remember the joke, right? I fight Christians always. always. Yeah. Something like, which is sad. But you know that sometimes when there's a caricature like that, there's mm-hmm. a reason for it. Yeah. So the IFCA is on our signs and so forth. So I'm a little bit antsy about what am I getting myself into? Okay. Can I sum up where we're going? Yeah, yeah so go ahead. Yeah. So if I'm hearing you right. Uh, The fundamentalist movement in America starts probably around the same time, roughly, that Calvary Bible Church is birthed in the 40s, 30s, somewhere in that range. And you've got mainline denominations who are uh, drifting theologically. They're reading the Bible differently. The way they, uh, like you said, the way they practice church life Mm -hmm. um, is different. And the fundamentalist movement in America... Uh, is birthed because of a reaction against that. And that's not a bad thing. That's a, here's what we believe are the yep. fundamentals, right? And yep. Fundamentals are a good thing in yep. sports. You just drill the fundamentals. You have to know the fundamentals. So you practice them. And theologically speaking, the movement says, here are some fundamentals that we are going to hold to yep. tightly and we're not going to swerve on. And out of that, that time frame. Bible churches like Calvary Bible Church mm-hmm. uh, form and react against in probably a good way. Um, yep. And now Calvary Bible Church is steeped in, started there, but then along the way, there's a, a culture and a mindset, like you said, that kind of comes along with that, that forms the, the caricature of I fight Christians always yeah. or... Um, is it even maybe safe to say that maybe there was some legalism that was 
is, is associated with it. Like, mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty sure I've heard Rich say, you know, something to the effect of, yeah. well, if the, you know, the, if there's a church service, you're there. And yep. if you're not, you're not a good fundamentalist. Yep. And, or you're, you're certainly not a good Christian. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, if yeah. I didn't, if you didn't dress a certain way, yeah. you're not a, yeah. that. Yeah. So there were some standards that were required. Right. And I think that's a fair assessment. That's part of the context. That's part of the culture. And so when you differentiate yeah. between a capital F fundamentalist yeah. Yeah. and a lowercase fundamentalist, yeah. a capital F fundamentalist is not something you want, we want here. Because those are, you would define the capital F as someone who is going beyond just biblical and church life and going into um, extra biblical standards for church and life. Yeah. One of the big deals, part of this too, was, you know, this word separation. That was a big, that was a big word. You know, who do we separate from? Why do we separate from other Christians? That, that was a big part of it, too. Mm-hmm. So um, if we get to the small f part, right, it's because of and this is inevitable. So, um, you know, being here all these years, uh, for better or for worse, we have the potential to uh, change the culture of a church mm-hmm. a little, you know, sh- sh- slowly but surely. Yeah. It's just because we've been here a long time. Mm-hmm. So. A couple of things that, you know, when I talk about we're fundamentalists with a small F is because, first of all, there's a there's a sense in which we want to read the Bible humbly. Mm-hmm. And I believe and I, to use a big term, which is important to me, we want to practice hermeneutical humility, meaning that the way in which I read the Bible, I do it humbly, knowing that other good Christians have read it differently than me for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. So. I can't bring myself as a Christian to have an arrogance in my readings. Okay. I can't do it. I, um, I was making a list here of, of warning signs that you might be a capital F yeah. fundamentalist. Yeah. So yeah. reading the Bible in a way. Yeah. Uh, well, how about this? Majoring on a minor. Well, that's fine too. Uh, is that that is? But let's start with okay. let's start with the reading itself. Can you give an example of a yeah? You know, yeah, sure. Because we're not talking about yeah. the bodily resurrection of no, you know, Jesus. No, what we're talking about is, do you know when Jesus is coming back? There you go. Okay, okay so you know, the the fundamentalist movement is also intertwined with a large emphasis on prophecy. So if you're an older parishioner, you remember prophecy conferences. This is all part of the culture of the church uh, sort of birthing itself. And so I want to I maintain humility in my readings because I know there's a lot of Christians who believe differently about mm-hmm. things like the rapture yeah. and the millennium and all those things. Yeah. I have a view. I have a reading. Which is good. But I want to practice. I want to practice it humbly. Mm-hmm. And I can't bring myself to say I have the only reading that's true. Mm-hmm. on those on such things so right. so i would i would start with that mindset with a small f we are humble in the way in which we read the bible that doesn't mean we're light on truth that just means that we recognize that truth is not always as clear as we think it is mm-hmm. and trust me when i say if you think it's clear then i want to i want to <laughs> literally humbly say no you don't you just don't know the issues 
enough yet. And if yeah. I explain some of the issues now, it's not clear anymore. Mm-hmm. So that just remember, there's been so much thinking for all the centuries on that. So, but then I get to the issue of majoring on the minor issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be one of those signs where, oh, you're moving towards the, the capital F. Right. And, yeah. and uh, you know, uh, end times yeah. kind of conversations. Uh, those that's an area that it's important. It's in the Bible. Yeah. We should have an opinion and, yeah. and think think about yeah. it. Um, but it's not one of the essential doctrines right. yeah. of our faith. For yeah. you know, if you don't get this right, well, you're not a Christian. Then yeah. And, we, and what if I said something like uh, an issue of dress code mm-hmm. and music style? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. How how dogmatic are we about this? Is the dress code and this is the only dress code. Mm-hmm. Well, what, when you went to Bolivia, what was the dress code like? It was not the same as it is. Yeah. Yet. So, there, I mean, there's, a, there's lots of ways to angle mm-hmm. this. But yeah. those are some of the minor issues where you're not going to be able to go to the Bible. You'll go to the Bible and find issues about dress code and you'll find issues about music. Mm-hmm. But will you find the specifics you need to create a dress code and a music style for a church? The answer to that is no. No. Because I've challenged people to do Mm -hmm. this before and you can't. Mm -hmm. The verses just don't go that specific. So, yeah, so that would be one of those uh, if you're trying to think about warning signs that you're moving toward the capital F. Yeah. Yeah. So so just think this through, right? The the from the capital F to a small F, I am I am going to be careful about dividing myself from another Christian. Mm -hmm. Are they in the faith family or not? And if they're in the faith family, are we unified or not? Yeah. There are reasons to divide. Sure. But I want to be, I am, uh, fundamentalist with a small F is is going to, will separate for different reasons mm-hmm. than with the capital F. Yeah. And um, in a, a lowercase F fundamentalist might divide or, or give some space, but they're, they're not going to be combative or right, fight right. over something that doesn't need to be. Yeah. Anybody wondering, you know, if you're wondering, well, what, what would be, you know, someone who refuses to turn from their sin. Yeah. Biblically speaking, there's separation that needs to happen, mm-hmm. especially from our perspective as pastors. Mm-hmm. What about a divisive person? A person who's always divisive. Yeah. Well, according to the scriptures, guess what? We need to have some separation from that type of person. Mm-hmm. Mark, Paul says at the end of Romans, mark that person and have nothing to do with them. Yeah. So there are some, mm-hmm. you know, but it's different from, well, we disagree on certain things, therefore we're going to divide. Mm-hmm. So there's some factors. Like, I mean, I look at my own pilgrimage moving away from that. Why did I move away from that emotionally? And why did I move away from that movement theologically mm-hmm. from the, the capital F to the small F? Why did I make that shift? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, are you asking me, or are you asking that? No, I was just sort of thinking. You know, why would a person do that? You know, what is it that, what is it that you experienced to, yeah. to make you do that? Well, and, and I think you know, maybe the answer would be, um, it, it's it doesn't, it doesn't seem to create a healthy environment. It smacks of pride, and uh, you know, exclusivity. Yeah. Uh, that I don't think is healthy and and, yeah. and and good. And so, I mean, my own uh, story, like growing up in this independent, independent, yeah, independent fundamentalist, fundamentalist church, church yeah. 
Um, I was definitely not at the epicenter of it, but I've seen it enough. I've, I'm in the shockwave, felt the shockwave effects of mm -hmm. the fundamentalist movement and have suffered for it in my own you know, journey and had to process some of it. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and uh, I just think it's a good question to clarify because we do talk about it and we do want to be fundamentalists to a degree. The unfortunate thing I think is the word fundamentalist gets a pretty bad rap wow. because it comes with all kinds of baggage. It comes with the stereotype of, you know, holier than thou, you know, I do the way I do church, the way I do theology, the way I read my Bible is better than your way. And if you don't fit into the way that I think and, and process the scriptures, then you're a less than Christian. Yeah. And that's just unfortunately um, yeah. what comes up when anyone says the word. Yeah fundamentalist you yeah. don't want to be labeled a fundamentalist in our culture or society I don't, I, don't, I don't think so i i think it's counterproductive to making disciples as far as the label goes mm -hmm. yeah the label doesn't help now another one of the um distinctives and this is where i think you uh half joke with us mm -hmm. um but a characteristic of a fundamentalist is they're emotionless right and so you'll you'll jest and say we're good fundamentalists here, so we don't feel, you know, we don't feel things. Mm -hmm. And that's probably, you know, that's obviously hearkening back to the days where the fundamentalist was truth, 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 truth. And it was just all informational and technical, but there was maybe not as much of an affection for mm -hmm. God as there was just an affection for knowledge. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, you, I think, are trying to um, push us away from being an emotionless people uh, yeah, in our least, theology yeah. and love for the Lord. Yeah, and I think, you know, what, what you're hoping is that statements like that, not so much pushing people, but helping people recognize that the way in which they worship God is, um, you know, sometimes lacking in an emotional response that mm -hmm. should be there. I mean, yeah, the best news of all should bring great joy. Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah. And it's okay to feel that. We should feel that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so question in closing, uh -huh. uh, what kind of a fundamentalist should we be? Well, I think, you know, I, we have to be a people that are, um, does this sound familiar? That were biblically shaped. <laughs> so I, in my notes, I have that, have word. that down. Yep. Yeah. Uh, biblically shaped so fundamentalist. I, I think I think what we're trying to do in our years together mm -hmm. is we're trying to help people read the Bible well. Yeah. It's that simple. So we want to be fundamentalists who read the Bible well. And uh, I think that's going to that's going to keep us humble. We should be reminded regularly of God's mercy. That should help us be a merciful people, mm -hmm. a gracious people. Mm -hmm. We should be able to balance grace and truth yep. to use some biblical language. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what we want to be, you know. And, and I think for us, you know, just remember our heritage. And, and it is difficult to outrun your heritage. So our heritage would be heavy on truth, light on grace. Right. graciousness mm -hmm. uh, is what I would say. We're, we're, we're heavier on the truth component. And I think we want to balance that, you know, um, 
our Lord, for instance, mm-hmm. gives the great, uh, the great example, right? He's, he's full of grace and truth. Mm-hmm. We beheld his glory, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, I think we want to be, we want to move towards that gloriousness, you know, to portray that balance. I think that's a healthy, you know, a healthy thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. So I said I, I wrote Biblically Shaped down here, too. Yeah. And yeah. if you're wondering, uh, that's one of the core values that uh, we've kind of nailed down here. It yeah. does, hasn't gotten as much press recently right? Uh, in some Sundays, yeah. um, but uh, Biblically Shaped is one of them. And yeah. so when I was asking that question to myself, I wrote down, we want to be a gracious. And you added humble and merciful, yeah. which is good, too. Yeah. Um, so a gracious, biblically shaped Christian who holds tightly to the, the fundamentals yeah. that are truly fundamental doctrines Good. that we Christian Orthodox doctrines that we need to hold to. Yeah. So let's cling tightly to those. Yeah. Let's fight for those. Let's stand firmly on those. Yeah. Um, and what's the wording of our biblically shape? Is it holding to or we stand, we stand on the, the unchanging un- word in an ever changing world? That's we right. stand on. You know, we stand on the scriptures. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we want to hold tightly to the scriptures. Yep. And as culture changes, there's sometimes where culture is going to shift, you know, uh, one way or the other. And not necessarily a wrong way, one way or the other. But we uh, we want to be just people who know God's word mm-hmm. and are gracious about our interpretation of it. And are gracious towards people who think differently on yeah. things that aren't what we would consider fundamental doctrines so Mm -hmm. and one last thing you know our our experience shows and the research shows that there's a lot of damage that's been done by fundamentalism Mm -hmm. as much as liberalism Mm -hmm. you know especially for for the fundamentalists they'll think that all the ills are occurring because of liberal churches but that's not true there's a lot of people who are no longer in the faith because of fundamentalism too the way in which they've been treated the, the way in which uh, mm-hmm. they, they've been taught scripture. Uh, there's a lot of people who have bailed because mm-hmm. of the mindset. Mm-hmm. I don't want to contribute to that. One simple thing no. is to say, if you have a question about the Bible, I want to hear it. Don't, I, I don't ever want to create an environment where we don't allow such questions because, to quote a former professor of mine, because we have to defend the Bible. Mm-hmm. We don't have to defend it. So if you have questions, uh, you know, and ask them. Yeah. Because that's what we do, mm-hmm. you know. And we also say humbly, we don't have all the answers. Right. We yeah. don't. And I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm I'm growing. Uh-huh. I'm trying to learn. So I'm comfortable saying, no, my reading may not be the best reading. Mm-hmm. It might be the only one you get this weekend, but. Yeah, but that's you know that's for another time. And I would say that's probably one of the, in my mind anyway, one of the distinctive things about you and your your ministry and your pastorate here, is that humility and uh, a contentment to leave the ambiguity or the tension in a text, mm-hmm. as opposed to dogmatically saying this is the way, this is how to interpret mm-hmm. this verse, this chapter, etc. Um, and it's not it's it's comforting and yet at the same time it's unsettling it's unnerving to yeah some. Yep. yeah especially those who've grown up in that fundamentalist I kind have of a, to know a the answer 
yeah, I want the answer, yep. the, the black and white, yep. exactly what, how I should behave in a situation, yeah. how I should think about a, yeah. a doctrine. Yeah. And if I don't have the, the answer, yeah. then it's, I'm not okay yeah. until I can get it. But think hard about things and be humble about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Be gracious. Yeah. Good. I think that's a great caution though, actually, just to say that we, we as fundamentalists, biblically shaped fundamentalists don't want to do damage to the, yeah, the non-believer, um, the people in our own flock. We don't want to be fighting inwards. Um, mm -hmm. We want to be just gracious and loving. And I think that's the salt and light that, you know, Jesus is, getting at he wants us to to live that kind of a a life so yeah good all right well that was fun that was fun but another f yeah, fun i don't have a fun fundamentalist joke for you i bet you there's some good. out there though yeah do you know any i don't oh come I'm on the world's worst at jokes so i don't remember them i don't read them i what does but a fundamentalist a do for fun uh, they don't gotta be a... <laughs> they don't they don't have fun yeah, there we go. There's joke. your joke. That's a good joke. There's your joke. We did I like that. that. All right. Bam. All right. Well, thanks for joining us again on this week's episode. Again, questions from the sermons can be emailed into podcast at cbcmj.com. Or if you've got like a topic that you want discussed for another week that I'm on vacation, because I'll go on vacation again. So we'll do another one of you these. Randy doesn't go on vacation. Um, so will. we'll do another one of these sometime just about a particular subject or topic. And you can email those in too. So we love it all and appreciate you guys. So take care. Be, be, be a good, biblically shaped, gracious fundamentalist. <laughs> all right. Have a great week, guys. Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. And remember, our Sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond Sunday.